six. While you're getting that, I want to say thank you to everyone who took part and helped us in uh, hosting Sister Lamique and her family in the uh, funeral service yesterday for her mother. And uh, just thank you very much. So very, very proud of you at this moment to uh, how you were excellent in all that you did and carried yourselves. And then so many people stayed afterwards to make sure the church was all cleaned up and straightened out and vacuumed and all that kind of good stuff you all do. You all are wonderful, 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 wonderful people. Praise the Lord. All right, Isaiah 66 and verse uh, 7 through 9. Y'all have that? Let's read that together. Ready to read. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? And the answer to both of those questions is no. Glory to God. Today we're talking again on the time of birth. This is part two, the time of birth. Father, thank you today for the word we're about to receive. Speak now. Lord, we thank you that we have hearing ears and seeing eyes. They are both from you. And as we receive your word this morning, God, we ask you, God, to impart into us more and more of what we need. Revelation, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, that which we need to be productive, to, that we might bring forth in these last days all that you have planned from before the beginning of time for this hour, for this generation, use us to bring it forth, we pray in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. The time of birth, part two. All right, now, I've been talking to you about how God is uh, very methodical and calculated and very intentional in how he has orchestrated everything in this earth realm. God has planned everything uh, by his own wisdom. We looked at in Acts chapter, you don't have to turn over there, they'll get on the screen for us, please. Acts chapter 17, verse 26 where the Bible talks about how God uh, already appointed times and boundaries of our dwellings, where God uh, predetermined what time, what era we'd live in, right? And then we looked at over in, in Acts 3.21 about how Jesus Christ is being uh, restrained or kept back in heaven until the time of restoration of all things. You got it? Now, we are part of this end-time generation where uh, God is uh, ready to restore all things. And I told you that God specifically planned for you to be here now. Okay? God planned everything. In fact, get in, on the, in the Bible uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 3. And let's look at that in the Amplified Bible, please. Hebrews 11, verse 3. Glory to God. It says this, says, by faith we understand that the worlds, that word, worlds is eons, during the, during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. Did y'all catch that? Okay, in the beginning, John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, don't, don't change from the scripture, keep this up here. John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word, the words with God, and the word was God. All right, then you get down to verse 3 of John chapter 1, and it talks about uh, uh, everything was made by the word, and without the word, there was nothing made that was made. So everything was made by the word. You got it? 
So in the beginning, when God said in Genesis chapter one, when it says God said, let there be light and there was light, God began the beginning. But your Bible says in, in Isaiah 46, God declares the end from the beginning. Right? So God declared the end from the beginning, which means that God in his mind wrote the whole story. Then he backed up to the beginning and said, let there be. Okay, y'all got it? So, y'all follow me? I know I just said a lot, but I hope y'all follow me. So, what this means is, in all that, speaking the end from the beginning, let, let there be, in the beginning was the word, his words created not just the things, but the ages. Got it? So, it says here that we, we, by faith we understand that none of this stuff is happening uh, by happenstance. There's no coincidence in the scripture. That the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose. So God ordered, pre-orchestrated all the times, all the ages, and because he did that, we, we marry that with Acts 17, 26, which says that God predetermined our times. So that means that God matched up the right people with the right time. Boy, that's, that's a whole lot this morning. God matched the right people for the right time. So that's why I've been saying to you, you weren't designed to be here in 1492. You weren't designed to be here in 1865. You weren't designed to be here in 1000 BC. You weren't planned for that period. So God planned you to be here now, which meant he programmed you with personality. He programmed into your DNA what, you, what was needed for this time. Oh, I wish y'all could really see that. I wish, I really, really wish you could see your intent and your purpose that you are more than just, just a social security number. You're more than just one, one out of eight billion. You are part of the eight billion. You are part of God's plan for this time. And notice what it says here, that those times, those ages were equipped for their intended purpose. So every age has a purpose. You seeing this? So the age we live in the purpose of this age is a restoration of all things. Go back to Acts 3 and 21. It's, it's a restoration of all things. Glory to God. And so since there's a restoration of all things in Acts uh, 3.21, then we are the people that were planned for this time to be part of the restoration of all things. That's why God said to us last week, we are the restoration generation. You got it? You're not here, ladies and gentlemen. You are not here to go along with the culture. And you are not here to be a subculture. The church isn't meant to be tucked away into a closet. The church isn't meant to be separated from state. That is a demonic foolishness 
that's been spoken through government and accepted by the church, but not ordained by God. God's will intent is not for us to be a subculture, but God's intent is for us to be a counterculture who speaks truth to the culture, who speaks right to the culture, and says the culture has to change. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this culture. But be, I'm preaching better, y'all. I'm sorry. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get on the screen. That's uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Watch this. Watch. There's a reason why you got to be transformed. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you and I are going to carry out the will of God in this generation. One of the reasons why the Bible says God loved uh, David was because David served God in his generation. Do y'all hear that? It says David served God. That's down there, I think, in the book of Acts 7 somewhere. Uh, he served God in his generation. So your responsibility is to serve God in this generation. To find out, God, why am I here? You know, I'm not here just to, just to attend church. I'm not here just to be in a choir. I'm not here just to, just to you, know, uh, you know, play baseball. I'm not, just here, I'm not just here just to do that. There's a reason why I'm here. I'm here to, to be part of this restoration of all things. Glory to God. So God planned me out. Everybody say, God planned me. God planned me. Y'all still have your Bible open Isaiah 66? Because if you... Just, I just walked back to my Bible, Sister Gary, and I looked at my Bible, and right up the act, uh, Isaiah 66 is Jeremiah 1. And in Jeremiah 1, verse 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Did you just catch that? That meant that before... Jeremiah got there. God, already got. See, Jeremiah didn't slip into the earth. Jeremiah's mom and daddy. That, that we don't. We don't even know much about his mom and daddy. All we know is about Jeremiah. That God planned Jeremiah to be there for that time. Jeremiah talking about something like, you know, God, I can't speak. Verse six, you know, because I'm a youth. The Lord said in verse seven, "Don't say you're a youth." He says, "For you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak." Look down at here at verse, at verse uh, 10. See, I've this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. So notice that Jeremiah came to this, into this earth with an assignment. You came into this earth with an assignment. I'm just going to preach anyhow. You came into this earth with an assignment. You didn't come into this earth just to pass time. You didn't come here into this earth to, to live and act like mere men. <laughs> you came into this earth with an assignment, and the, when you received Jesus Christ, you became privy then to your assignment. And once, once you know what God has called you to do and your purpose, and you start living out that purpose, you're going to stand out and stick out from this culture. You got it? All right. <clears throat> Now, I got to keep going here. I got to keep going because I didn't mean to get into all that. Yeah, I better start my clock. Praise the Lord. Now, <clears throat> so I'm talking about this time we're in. Okay? We started this message last Sunday. 
And we're introducing this Rosh Hashanah, this new year we just entered into on God's calendar. Right. Everybody say God's calendar. God's calendar. Now I understand this is still September on our Roman calendar, our Gregorian calendar, but on the Hebrew calendar, which is God's calendar, a new year just began. You got it? So if you want to flow with God, you know, uh, Amos 3.3, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So if you want to walk with God, you need to agree with God. So on God's calendar, a new year just began. You understand that? Okay, praise the Lord. Now, so I got to say this here. There, there are things that you and I can manifest anytime by faith. All right? The just, we, we shall live by faith. Right? We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we can receive, the Bible talks about the end of our faith. So faith always has some manifestation. Your faith has made you whole. Your, your faith has saved you. Jesus will say things like that throughout, throughout the Gospels. Okay? Now listen to what I'm saying to you. So because you and I live and walk by faith, when we apply our faith, there are things we can manifest anytime. If you have a desire of your, of your heart, you know how to get in the Bible and find out God's promise or provision for that desire of your heart. You then know how to speak and pray in faith, ask in faith. You, some of you know how to sow a seed for that desire of your heart or whatever. And so you can do that anytime and get results anytime. But when there's a God vision or a desire that is uh, God's planted desire in you, are you following what I'm saying? I understand you, you can have a car and you know you can desire these kind of things. But I'm talking about when there's something bigger than you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not preaching about stuff that's you. I mean, yo, see, our stuff, we, we, if you've been listening to my teaching and all I teach it for, for some years, you understand you can manifest this stuff anytime. You can get your desires met anytime. God's not withholding any good thing from us. Right? Psalm 84, verse 11. So we can get things anytime. But, but when God has an agenda... Or when God has a plan, or when God has a vision, or when God puts a desire in you, when God's working his work in you, then you can't manifest that at any time. There's always an appointed time. Because we got to remember now, in, in Ephesians, uh, Ecclesiastes 3, uh, give me verse uh, 11. I think it's Ephesians 3, verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Okay, y'all missed it. I'll show you. He declares the end from the beginning. But the work he does is from beginning to end. Oh, Jesus. Y'all hang with me, please, please, please stick with me. I, I, I'll cut it short if I have to. He, he declares the end from the beginning, but the work he does is from the beginning to the end. So he's already planned out and plotted out everything from beginning to end that he spoke from the end to the beginning. Are you following me? 
so then that means when there's something God is doing, a move God is making, something God is going to birth through you, he, you can't just do it in your own time. It has to fit exactly in the place. So that's why some of you, there, oh God, oh Shalala Basita. There are some things that are in you that you know it's more than just this ain't about a car, this ain't about a new house. This is this is some God breathed, God given, God mandated vision, a desire from God that where, where, where you see yourself, you see yourself preaching to the nations, you you see yourself doing something that's bigger, way beyond you, and you're like God, when is it gonna happen? God, I wanted it to happen yesterday. God said, No, it is for an appointed time. So he's saying, don't be frustrated, my son. Don't be frustrated, my daughter. It's not for that time. The little things you want, you can manifest at any time. But when it's something I'm pushing through you, it has to come at an exact time because I have a plan from beginning to end. I used to be in the... Uh, uh, in band when I was in school. Started in middle school, sixth grade, playing trumpet, and uh, went all the way through high school uh, playing, playing trumpet in various instruments and so forth. And uh, I was in the marching band, and I was in the jazz band. I love the jazz band. Jazz band, I, I could do that today. But I was also in the concert band or the symphonic band. Now, um, in, in that band, in the band, in, no matter what music you're playing, when you're playing, you know, you're reading sheet music. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you're reading music. Glory to God. The, the sheet music, you're reading something that has been written from beginning to end. And all the parts, the woodwinds, the brass instruments, percussion instruments and so forth they all have a role to play am I right about this Caleb they have a role to play in making the music sound proper so even if you were a little just a little oboe player I remember the little oboe I hate oboe they just sound horrible the little oboe player Didn't play as much as a trumpet. I, I played trumpet. That was me. But, but the oboe player had a part. But the oboe player had to come in at the time that the sheet called for. And no matter how frustrated the oboe player might have been, he, he, he or she could not get so frustrated that they just start pam, pam. Because the conductor... Well, stop the music. Wait. What you doing? It's not your time yet. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you? So, so, so it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Everybody had a part to play. But you had to play your part at the right time. Not determined by you. Now, if you got over into some little freestyle stuff, we're just going to freestyle. You can freestyle and do whatever you want to do. Am I right about that, Justin? Justin know about freestyle rapping and all that. His, uh, his mama, too. <laughs> so you can freestyle, do what you want. But, but when, when it's something is orchestrated, oh, every step, every measure, Every 
is orchestrated and there's somebody in charge. Tell your neighbor, it's almost time for your part. I said it's almost time for your Get ready, get ready, get ready. Don't, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep waiting. It's almost time for your big part. It's almost time. You may not be the trumpet. You may not be the beat of beat of Susan but it is almost time. Whatever you are, it's almost time. Ding. You might be a little triangle player. Just put your... To having the whole piece complete and beautiful. Every he has made everything beautiful in its time. Y'all sit down. So this is all about timing. And here's another thing with timing: you have to you have to get in God's timing. If if the song is in four four, you can't be playing in three four. Six, eight. No, you can't. You can't change the rhythm. You got to get into God's rhythm, man. You got to get into the rhythm of the beat. Got to move to the rhythm of the beat. To the beat. To the beat. To the beat. To the beat. You got to move with God, man. You can't move in your own time. That's why he said, "Take the brakes off." You're moving. You, you see, you, you're, you're playing waltz music. God said, "No, this is thing is staccato." So what am I saying? That although you can manifest your everyday desires of your heart anytime, there are things that are designed or planned by God for you that you can't manifest at any time. It has to manifest in his time. In its time. So that's why he's got us now talking about the time of birth because it's time now. See, you get pregnant, have a, you know, you're going to have a baby and so forth. You can't just, well, you know, I'm, I'm only going to do five months. <laughs> I know most folks wish, most, you know, I'm only going to do five months because, you know, the summertime get here and I don't want to go through the summertime with no pregnancy, you know. There's no woman wants to go through summertime pregnant. No, I've never met one. So we're going to have this thing before you go three months and we don't No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. No, it's, it's, it's the time. Everybody say it's time. You missed what I said. Say it's time. I didn't say it's a time. I'm announcing to you it's time. Pregnant woman knows she starts to know when it's time because she starts feeling ooh, ooh. something. Something, uh-oh, you better, you better pack a bag or something because it's. Now, you know what happens? Glory to God. In Acts 7, I, I may get there today eventually, but it, I wasn't going to read this scripture, but it down past where I was going to show you today is it talks about how Moses, when Moses was in Egypt, Moses was there and it came into his heart to save his people, but he moved ahead of time. Y'all missed it. 
He was, it was in his heart to save his people. He remember that he was a slave. He was not a slave. He was a, a living as Pharaoh's son or grandson, we could call it. And it was in his heart when he realized his own people, the Hebrews, were being uh, slave. They, they were slaves and being treated unfairly. And so the Bible says it entered into his heart to go save his people. But he tried to do it in his own strength, in his own time, before God's time, and end up having to be a runaway for 40 years. He tried to move ahead of time. And anytime you move, move ahead of time, you're also going to move in your own wisdom. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I receive that. Because the wisdom only comes for the right time. There's some answers you've been praying for. You're like, Lord, I can't get my answer yet. Because it hadn't been time, but I have an announcement. It's time. As a matter of fact, I've been giving you that, that, that letter. I'm just flowing right now. <laughs> this tet, T-E-T-E-T, Tate, this, this Hebrew letter on your left. One thing that you'll find that the Tate means, uh, you, you'll find it no, I'm sorry. I'm giving you the wrong thing. 5779 is what I'm talking about. Is the number that we just entered this, into this year. 5779 is found only twice in the Bible. As that number. It's a, it's a Hebrew word like uts, E-U-T-Z, something like that. But it literally means counsel, advice, wisdom. Are you hearing this? So the counsel, the advice, the wisdom that you needed, that you've been seeking for the last 20 years, you're like, I'm frustrated because it won't come. This because it wasn't time. But now that it's time, the wisdom is going to flow into your heart. Your dreams are going to become significant. You better start recording your dreams. You better, better start recording the things that God says to you while you're on your way to the store in your quiet moment because there are things that, are going to be, that will begin to flow into your heart. Wisdom from God. That this wisdom is going to be, matter of fact, it's going to probably kind of, uh, if, uh, it's, going, it's, going, it's, going, it's going to go past your mental uh, capacity because it's going to be big wisdom, major wisdom. Because this major and big wisdom is going to be to bring about something that's bigger and more major than you've been thinking about. This isn't about you getting just a new person, new clothes. This is about you manifesting that, that thing that God preordained you to manifest in this time that, was, that is part of his general plan, how he spoke into beginning, but he's working beginning to end. I hope they all recorded that because they, they didn't catch what I said. I don't remember what I said, so I hope y'all recorded that because I doubt if it sounded like it was good. <laughs> it sounded like it was. <laughs> Glory to God. Are y'all following what I'm saying to you, though? There's a wisdom that, that God is bringing for this time. Okay, y'all, all right, let me prove it to you in the natural. Has, when, when, did, when did we start flying? Like, when was the flight, the first flight? The Orville, you know, the Wright brothers. It was 18-something or 19. I don't remember. I mean, I'm not a history buff. Okay, good. I'm just going to make a number because none of y'all know it anyway. So since none of you all know, I'm just going to say 1921. Since you don't know, let's just call it 1920. 1903, that's how I was only 18 years off. 
1903. Look at that. Okay. Now, where did they get that wisdom from? It's from God, ladies and gentlemen. They got this wisdom from God. That wasn't, this wasn't demonic wisdom. If it was demonic wisdom, the whole plan of it would be to kill us all. It's not demonic wisdom. It's the, it's the wisdom of God. The whole wisdom came to accelerate our, our transportation. That's, that's why it came. That's, but let me ask this question. The wisdom that they got in 19, prior, prior to that, to actually make the first flight in 1903, was it always available? Yeah. This same wisdom was around in, in Abraham's day. Y'all, in this moment, the wisdom to fly was around in, in David's day. It was around. But it wasn't time to bring it forth. So, because watch, these guys, when they, when they got, you know, to, you know, learn about the, the laws of flight and so forth, this wasn't just, just so, so they could, you know, I wanna, they want to get to grandma's house quicker on, Christ, on Christmas Eve. It was going to be a revolutionary wisdom that would change the world, my God. I'm telling you, there's the wisdom that you're about to receive that is going to be way more than just you getting your house and car. It's about a wisdom that you're going to receive that God is sending that is going to change the world. World-changing wisdom is coming into your heart if you receive that. We all have cell phones. The technology, I remember, boy, when my, my first cell phone, boy, you know, I thought Prime Code. No, y'all remember Prime Code? Prime Code. Wow, I thought, boy, I was a big dog. Prime Code. This is 1995. Prime Code. And man, 25 cents a minute. See, some of y'all, y'all, all y'all know about today is unlimited. No, it's 25 cents a minute. That means, that means I make a phone call. Hey, say what you're going to say real quick. Bing. <laughs> uh, know what I'm talking about? 25 cents a minute. <laughs> call the house phone. Call my house. <laughs> y'all, some of y'all remember that. <clears throat> but I remember my, my oldest brother had a cell phone. Mobile phone. <clears throat> but it was a box. Some of y'all remember that? Yes. It was a box they used to carry around. I'm like, what in the world is that mess? They... Now we got little thing. They can fit into our little pockets and everything. And all that kind of stuff. They, they made cell phones get smaller and smaller and smaller. Now they're trying to go bigger and bigger and bigger. They're going to take them back. But the wisdom for cell phones was around in Solomon's day. It's the same God. Eternal God. But remember now, he planned out these successive ages and the intended purpose of those ages. I'm trying to get y'all to see something here. See, thank you, Lord. This, this is going to challenge a lot of our thinking right now. Most of us, okay, I'm going to speak for me. When cell phones, when I got my first cell phone, I thought, boy, the rapture got to be right around the corner. <laughs> Right when 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 that when I first got my pager that you could page back and forth. Now we used to have a little beeper. First we got beepers. You wore a beeper on your on your hip. 
And people are like, oh, you're a doctor? No, I ain't no doctor. Shut up. <laughs> but then we got alphanumeric pages. I remember I used to be a real estate agent and stuff. We could get text and send text back. I thought for sure the market of beast is right upon us this world by the end because we have reached the epitome of technology. Technology can't go any further. And I was wrong. Now people are sitting there on their watches. What was Jetsons type stuff is now. And I thought, wow, we surely the market of beast is right upon us. I have news for you. <laughs> there is still wisdom. Oh, y'all hearing me this morning. There is still wisdom from God that will blow the socks off anything Apple has put out. There's still wisdom from God that is available to totally revolutionize and rearrange the whole educational system. Okay. Problem is, as a church, we just been like sitting back like, well, come on, even so come Lord Jesus. We just waiting for Jesus to come. We just waiting on Jesus. Jesus, come on Jesus. Oh, rescue us from this old cruel world. And we've not understood the mandate of Luke 19.13. Get, get Luke 19.13 on the screen. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, this is Jesus talking, do business till I come. Give me that in the King James. Some of y'all old school King James people. King James, this is King James. Watch this. Watch this. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. Occupy literally means to have, have occupation. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have a job. I'm not talking about you have to have, having to have a job. It's good to have a job, but you don't have to have a job to occupy till he comes. What, he wants you to be fruitful and multiply. He wants you to bring forth. He wants you to do business until he comes. And the church has been sitting back letting other folk do business and be, wow, look at that. As opposed to saying, wait a minute, talk on it. We're the sons of God. I wish I had six people. Who got We're the sons of God. Why aren't we getting this wisdom? Why aren't we getting uh, Proverbs 8 verse 12 in the, in, the new, in the King James Version? Witty ideas and inventions. That's our wisdom. Our wisdom dwell with, with prudence and found out knowledge of witty inventions. Witty, witty inventions? That means, that means the, the latest technology we have on the market now has, has, can't touch what God wants to reveal to us right now. Give me Isaiah 45 verse 3. Isaiah 45 verse 3. Come on, Holy Ghost. Isaiah 45, verse 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. There are hidden riches of secret places. So there's some wisdom that's available that will cause you to be able to pull out the hidden riches that are of secret places. There's some secret places that the world cannot see. And, well, what happened? Well, the early church did their thing. 
The church, you know, 100 years ago, they've, they've done their thing. The church 50 years ago, they've done their thing. We were coming out of, you know, civil rights movement and all this kind of good stuff. And, you know, church has done, you know, we're fighting for, you know, uh, anti-abortion and all, and which is good. We're, we're, you know, got all these kind of fights, and that's great. But we don't have our money. And the world's been outdoing us, outpacing us in every way. In fact, it's so, it's so sad, the church always gets the world's hand-me-downs. <laughs> we, we bought these computers, 10 computers, five years ago. We've used them up. Y'all need some old computers for your lab, church? So here, take all our, our 10 of our old computers, church. Because they're obsolete. Church is like, ooh, the Lord has blessed us. That ain't no blessing. Oh, that ain't no blessing getting somebody old obsolete computers. They gave to you because they're a piece of junk anyway. That's why it was a few years ago the Lord gave us that mandate. We are nobody's hand, hand uh, 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 we're no, no out, nobody's outreach. That's what we said. We're nobody's outreach. We're not taking any, anybody else's old junk from nowhere. If God can't give it to us, we don't want it. We want it right off the shelf. And God has provided. And God has supplied. Because we place the demand on God's goodness. Praise the Lord. Man, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so far off of my notes. But I, I hope y'all see this word. I don't know what time I started. All right. Um, okay. Go go to go to uh, go to uh, Matthew thirteen because I'm trying I'm trying to get you to see something, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah! Ah! That tate t e t that symbol is the picture of a pregnant woman, or the picture of something uh, concealed. See that curve there? Something concealed that's ready to be revealed. So there's something hidden on the inside of you that God has hidden. That he's ready in this time to reveal. So he told us 5779 is the year of manifestation. We put in there great manifestation. Because there's something great that God has hidden on the inside of you that he wants to reveal. Now I, I want to show you again in 1323 of Matthew how it happens. Verse 23 says, but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. So that's us, right? who indeed bears fruit and produces. So we, we know, understand, we've been saying the word produces, but it's, in reality, it's you that are, that are, that's doing the production. See, the word produces, thank you, Holy Ghost, wow. The word produces the images on, on the inside of us. Faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. So the word of God, the more you hear it, the bigger the image is produced on the inside of you. The, the bigger, the, the greater the uh, potential is on the inside of you. Are you hearing this? That's why if, there's, if, you, if you are word, um, word deficient, you, have, you will always have a small imagination. That's why if I say 35,000, 35,000, 
you were deficient. You were deficient. Because there's no way in the, in the world you can read the word and you see when, when it comes time for uh, David to make, he's going to give his gift to build a temple and it's $5 billion plus. His self, his personal offering for the temple was over $5 billion, B, with a B. $5 billion. Equivalent in our time. And if we talk on 35,000, something wrong with us. We are word deficient. Oh, I know Jesus saved. Yeah, that's great. Great. But he saves to the uttermost. That means he saves everything. He saved your money too. He saved your imagination too. And the more words you get in you, the more it's going to produce a greater imagination. See, see, for God to get us to do things in the earth, he, he works through our soul. And I, you got to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And your soul includes your imagination. So he has to get you, oh, thank you, Lord. The Bible says that God gave Solomon largeness of heart. In other words, Solomon had the ability to see on a greater level beyond anybody else could see. That's why Solomon did so many extraordinary things in the kingdom of God because he could see on a bigger level. And God's, his biggest frustration with the church is trying to get the church to see on a bigger level. I mean, we, the church sees so small, we, we think fishing can pay for God's vision. Fish didn't ain't enough fish in the sea to pay for God's vision. Are y'all hearing this today? So in Matthew 13, 23, hallelujah. says, and you, the one who receives the word, will, and you'll bear fruit and produce. Everybody say, I bear fruit, I bear fruit. and I produce. He says, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The only difference between the hundredfold and the thirtyfold and the sixtyfold is how big they can imagine. It's the same word. They all, they all receive the same word. Are y'all seeing this here? Okay, now. <clears throat> so the word, Isaiah 55, verse 10. Give me Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. I, let me hurry up. I think I might, hope I didn't out, uh, out preach y'all. I didn't preach past y'all already. Are y'all sticking with me this morning? Yes. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down from the, for, and the snow from heaven, so rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but they water the earth and make it, so notice the rain and the snow, make it, or the earth, bring forth and bud. Right? That it, the earth, may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Right? right? Yes. Verse 11. Verse 11. Do we get Isaiah 5, verse 11? Do we lose it? So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Now, did y'all catch that? So the word acts just like the rain and snow. So let's take the word and let's put, go back to verse 10. For as the word comes down, and does not return there. But what is the earth? Now your earth is your heart. Take the earth, scramble it, and you get heart. It's rearranged letters, you get earth and heart. Same. So your earth, you are, your heart is your earth. You receive seed in your earth, your heart. So as the, as the, so the word comes down and waters your heart and makes it, makes your heart, come on, 
bring forth and bud, that it may give seeds of the sower and bread to the eater. So your heart, when you let the word of God get into your heart and, and, and water your heart, your heart is going to produce so much that your heart will, come on y'all, will give seeds to the sower and bread for food. Y'all, okay, it's all right, take your time, take your time. In other words, the more of the word you allow to, to saturate your heart, and water your heart, the more you'll produce that'll be a blessing to other people. Food to the eater, bread to the eater is going to come out of you. So the word, see, what it is, I understand. People are trying to get the words just so they can have their own bread and have their own seed. No, no, no. It's, it's supposed to bring, cause you to bring forth and bud. So that it, your heart, may give. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you to catch God's vision. This is, is way bigger than your rent. Way bigger than your light bill. God's vision. It's way bigger than that, man. He's talking so big that you can feed Haiti. Well, maybe one day, Lord. No! God's way past your little stuff. And what I'm, no, what I'm saying, all, all that, maybe I got to quit now, is that this year of great manifestation is not about you just getting your purse finally. <laughs> this ain't wait. He got, God, didn't, he didn't need to wait on a year for that. You can do that anytime. He's talking about you manifesting something that is life-changing, that is world-changing, that is revolutionary, that's going to be a blessing to, to thousands and millions of people on this planet. I'm talking about that promise, that Isaac that God spoke over your life. He's saying it's time for that. Now, you understand that when God gave this promise to, to Abraham to have a son, Isaac, that along the way, God made him rich. <laughs> Along the way, God gave him a whole household full of servants. Along the way, God gave him favor with kings and pharaohs. Along the way, God did all these things for him. You hear me? But it's all about Isaac. Y'all got it? Now, Genesis chapter 9, verse 7. Man, 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 man. Is anybody sticking with me today? Isaiah, I mean, sorry, Genesis 9, verse 7. This is God speaking to Noah after the flood is over. He says, and as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. So this is the one God uses to repopulate the whole planet. But notice he tells him, be fruitful and multiply. Then he says, bring forth abundantly in the earth. So God put a mandate upon Noah and subsequently all of us to bring forth abundantly. You catch this. To bring something out of you abundantly. So there's a, a calling and a mandate and assignment on us to bring something out of us. 
Praise God. All right, let me, let me, uh, let me try to wrap this up here. Um, Isaiah 66 has been our main scripture here. I'm not going to finish all this today, so let me just wrap all this up. It just, it just feels like I've, I kind of out-preached you. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong. Help me. <laughs> and see, I understand it. I understand it. It's hard when you're preaching stuff so big like this, but you're trying to figure out, well, this, this is the, you know, the 16th of the month, and either I ain't paid last month's rent or I got to figure out how to pay next month's rent. And, you know, I understand you struggling with this and struggling with that. And, you know, I'm just trying to, Pastor, I'm just trying to get my children straightened out. My, my child is a knucklehead. I'm just, you know, you just think about all this. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. All of that stuff comes with. I, I was saying this uh, Wednesday morning in prayer, after prayer, I think it was. My wife and I have said this uh, in, on our own many times. I wish, I wish I could reach inside your head and flip the switch. Because this... Walking with God and walking in health and walking in prosperity and walking in peace and walking in comfort and walking all this, the great things of God, it's just, it's just a switch. It's frame of mind. It's, it's, it's just a switch. And, and most of us uh, are still struggling. Just, just, just flip the doghone switch. It's, it's not as hard as you're making it. Well, Pastor, you don't know because what you mean I don't know? I don't know. Four kids? Huh? I mean, I know everything you know. I've been through everything. No money? I know that. With four kids, no money. Preaching, leaving here with no money, with no groceries. No dinner. Come on, let them know. Come on. So don't tell me about you don't know. I do know. But we flipped the switch. That we just said, we're going to trust God. And we're going to do everything he says without question. And once you do everything he says without question, I ain't got to work my faith. No, without question. Everything he says, then everything begins to flow. You got it? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So he's talking about here us bringing forth. In, in Isaiah 66, verse 7, before she was labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard, of such, heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth or bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth or she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth 
time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord. Shalah, who caused delivery. Everybody say, cause delivery. Cause delivery. So notice he, he says here, twice in this, in this one verse, cause delivery. Cause delivery, ladies and gentlemen. So God, because it's time, he's trying to, he's, he's, if, as long as you don't resist, he's going to make it happen. Glory to God. Notice it's the ninth verse. Just so happens. It talks about the time of birth. Because nine, nine is the number of birthing. Nine month gestation. Nine is the number of birthing. So it's the ninth verse, interestingly enough, it talks about the time of birth. It's, it's, in other words, God has brought us now to a time of bringing forth. A birthing time. And according to this, he will cause manifestation. So there is a due season. <laughs> Galatians 6 talks about be not weary in well-doing. Come on. Y'all know it. For in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. And the problem, most of us, the devil is trying to get us to faint. To quit before it's time. The Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is small. So the devil's trying to get your strength small. So that's why you got to come in here because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You got to come in here and praise God, serve, worship God to get your strength built up so that your strength won't be small. And if your strength is not small, you won't faint. So you'll last until due time. And I've announced to you that 5779 is massive due time. You don't, I don't just mean just your little thing. I'm talking about massive due time. It's the time of mass manifestation. Mass manifestation. Of God causing you to bring forth everything you put inside you and all in rhythm, all at the right time. And what you're going to find out is your manifestation uh, matches up to my manifestation. I don't mean ma is, is the equal manifestation. I'm talking about it's the timing of yours matched with the timing of mine and the timing of his and the timing of hers because God is bringing all these manifestations together because he's making one big symphony. He's making one big piece of, he's causing everything to be beautiful in its time. He's drawing out of you what he has hidden in you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Matthew. Oh, God. Matthew um, 13. Whoa. Matthew 13. Oh, Lord. I'm going to finish here in a couple minutes here. Watch this. 13, verse 33. You see that? Yes. This is Jesus talking about the parables of the kingdom, how he's describing the kingdom. He says, another parable he spoke to them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leaven. Okay, hold that. Luke 17, 20 and verse 21. This will make sense to you. Now, when he, he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God has not come with, with observation. Verse 21. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, come on. The kingdom of God came with 
is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The realm and the rule, the power, all of God is in you. So then in Matthew 13, we just read in Matthew 13, 30, 33, the kingdom of heaven, or God, is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leaven. Why three measures? Spirit, soul, and body until it's all leavened. So God hides his secret kingdom in you until every part of you is leavened. Until every part of you is kingdomized. See, what happens is when you first get born again, your spirit is kingdom. But your soul and body aren't. So he got to hide these things. He got to hide his promises. He has to hide uh, his, all this potential in you until you can, you can renew your mind. And now your spirit is kingdom. And now your soul is kingdom. And because your soul is kingdom, now your body or your flesh is kingdom. And now once that's all done, now what was hidden is ready to be revealed. He can't afford to manifest out of you before it's all ready. Are you hearing me? Any of y'all know, know, know about baking a cake? You got to bake a cake and the cake calls for four to five minutes in a, in a 300, I don't, I don't know, there's 300 degree oven. You can't go in there in 20 minutes and take it out. Because it might look like it's right on the inside. Some of y'all, you, you tried to cook some chicken and it looked good on the outside, but when you open that thing up on the inside, it ain't, it ain't ready. So, so God has deposited something on the inside of you that he's been building your character. He's been working in your, in your character through this word, getting you transformed by the new of your mind so that now at the appointed time, my God, he's ready to bring forth and reveal what has been hidden on you on the inside of you for the world to see. Oh, Jesus. I've got so much to give you, I don't have time. Let, let, me, let, me, give you, let me give you one scripture here. This, this, this speaks to what I was talking about. Genesis 37. There's going to be two scriptures, but they go together. Genesis 37, watch this. This is going, this is going to demonstrate what I just told you. Genesis 37. In your Bible, or in my Bible, Above verse 1, it says Joseph, Joseph dreams of greatness. Yes, now, where do those dreams come from? God. So this is God putting something inside Joseph that is hidden, that he went ahead of time and revealed. All right? If you look at verse 5, now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers. Uh-oh. And they hated him even more. Oh. Verse 9. Verse 9. Then he dreams still another dream. In other words, God keeps bringing these dreams. God keeps putting deposits. God keeps watering the seed of that dream on the inside of him. Has that happened to anybody here? Has God been showing you things, putting things on the inside of you? He says, 
and told it to his brothers, uh-oh, and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is the dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Mm-hmm. Son, who you, who you, who you think you is? That, that's, that's how y'all say it. Who you think you is? In other words, who, who do you think you are to dream to think that something's going, so great is going to come out of your life? The verse says, verse 11, and his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. In other words, because his father's like, wait a minute, because I've, I've dreamed before. I know what it is when you have a dream, and the time comes to bring that dream forth, and nothing you can do to stop it. All right? Now, leave there and go to Psalm. Let's close here. Psalm 107. 105, rather. Psalm 105. So, Joseph has a dream. We could also say he's got a word. So Psalm 105, verse 17. Y'all get there? Says, oh, I'm in the wrong place. Psalm 105, verse 17. He sent, this is he, God, sent a man before them, who? Joseph. Joseph. See the connection to Genesis, right? Who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with what? He was laid in irons, verse 19, until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The king, verse 20, watch this. Remember, his dream is not about slavery. He never dreamed about fetters. He never dreamed about irons. If God had let him see that, he probably would have shot away from the dream. He dreamt of greatness. But along the way to greatness came some fetters and some irons, but he didn't let the fetters and the irons discourage him and make him forget about the dream. And what's been happening in your life, God has given you a dream. God has given you a vision, but the devil brings along fetters and irons to get you discouraged and to get you to forget about the dream. But baby, don't forget about the dream because the time of your dream manifestation has arrived and you got to get back on that. Oh my God. It's time for your dream manifestation. Oh, I heard that, boy. When I said that, boy, that hit me good. Everybody shout dream manifestation. Say it again, dream manifestation. Say it's time for my dream manifestation. Now watch, 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 watch. Now watch. He didn't dream about the feathers and irons. It says the word of the Old Testament, verse 20. The king, no, no, do this. Give me verse 19. In, 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 I wrote this down in the, the, the Passion Translation. I want to show you what's been happening with you. Psalm 105, 19, the Passion Translation. God's promise to Joseph purged his character until it was time for his dreams to come true. What's been happening? God has been purging your character. He's been getting all the strife out. He's getting all the covetousness out. All the unforgiveness out. All the pride out. All the envy out. He's been
been getting all the, watch this, I, he's, this these are things he's helped me deal with, deal with, and I didn't even know why he had me deal with this stuff till I understand now. He's had, been having us get, get out our inferiority. Because where you're going, where he's taking you, you cannot be riddled with inferiority. Because he's going to make you stand before great men. So he's been getting out superiority. So when you arrive, you don't look down on other people. He's been purging our character until it was time for his dreams to come true. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your dream manifestation. And if you've been listening to what the Lord has been teaching us over the last few years, it is because he's been trying to get our character purged, get our character clean, so that now we're ready for that dream to manifest in our lives. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, let's finish this. Let's finish this. Go back to the New King James Version, verse 19. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Now, verse 20. The king. Now, wait. Now, wait, 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 wait. Years, years, from the time Joseph got this dream, there were years he spent serving Potiphar, then years in prison. But when the time came, one night, y'all missing that. Lord, how long? It don't matter how long, but one night. Because the next thing that happens says, verse 20, the king sent and released him. The rule of the people let him go free. This is one night. All because he was, when he was in prison, in, in the middle of his mess, I'm done, y'all, y'all. In the middle of his mess, he didn't get a bad attitude. He was in prison and the Bible says other folk came to them and they all sad. He asked, why are you so sad? Now he's in the same prison they're in. But he's asking them, why are y'all so sad? Why y'all face so long drawn? What's wrong with y'all? See, what's, what's the difference? They are looking at their, cir their circumstance. He's got his mind on his dream. See, a real vision from God will motivate you, keep you going all the way through the midst of your mess, in the middle of all your sorrow, in the middle of all your pain. The dream will keep you alive. We talk about today, keep the dream alive. I got news, the dream will keep you alive. The dream will keep you alive. So the king sent and released him, and the ruler of the people let him go, verse 21. He made him. He made, y'all missing this, the word he's missing. I'm talking about causing, God causing. He made him. This means that Joseph didn't interview for the job, he didn't apply for the job, he didn't go on monster.com, he didn't do this. No, the book says that the king made him. Lord of his house, and implied made him ruler of all his, he made him rich in a moment. Verse 22, last one. To bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. He said, I, the king said, I need all my elders to know what you know. But this is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who in that day and time, they had the highest of the world's wisdom. 
There was no wisdom in the world comparable to the wisdom out of Egypt. But he said, wait a minute. It's something you know. See, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Y'all amazed by Apple. Apple don't have a thing on what God has put on the inside of you. I'm not against Apple. I don't care about Apple. I'm not, I don't care about Apple or Nike or nobody else. People, people protesting Nike. That's stupid. Get your mind off all that stuff. You got time to be protesting and burning those shoes. Yeah, no time to be dumb. I'm going to tear up all my Nike stuff. Shut up. Can I tell you the truth about Nike? Can I, this is just my little political announcement. Nike ain't thinking about black folk or white folk. They're thinking about green. It's about green. You know, just stop, don't be silly. It's an advertisement. It's marketing, ladies and gentlemen. And it worked. It worked. Protest Nike. That's crazy. What you have on the inside of you, ladies and gentlemen, you got something bigger than Nike and Apple and Samsung. And God will raise up people to buy your shoes. I wish I had one or two people. Come on, get on your feet. Get on, I'm done. Get on your feet. Get on your feet. Get on your feet. Come on. There's a shoe design on the inside of you. Talking to the right bunch this morning. But what's been what's been happening is purging of our character. John fifteen talks about the one who bears fruit; he purges. So to bring forth more fruit. So the purging has been good. Hadn't been comfortable. But it's been good. Because God's ready to bring forth your dream manifestation in this hour, in this time. Y'all receive that today? Why don't you give God a big praise if you receive it? Let him know. Let him know you receive it. Let him know you receive it. Come on, take a minute. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Lord, we receive that today. We receive that. We receive that. We receive. We receive. It's our time. It's our time for dream manifestation. It's our time to go forth. It's our time to bring forth. It's our time to produce. It's our time to increase. It's our time for promise. It's our time for manifestation. It's our time. It's our time. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Lord, today enlarge our hearts. Enlarge our hearts to see bigger than we've ever seen, to dream bigger than we've ever dreamed. That in this season of manifestation, this year of great manifestation, God, that 
those dreams and those visions that you've given us over the years and even those that are coming now, they're the ones that are coming even now as we continue to enlarge our hearts, oh God, that God, that it won't be many years from now, God, that in this time, it only takes nine months for a baby to be born. So God, over the next 12 months, this beginning, because it's not going to end, let it be that God, things become increasingly uh, greater to us, Lord, greater and, and, and more clear to us, oh God. What you've called us to, our assignment for this time. You didn't, you didn't put us here a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. You put us here now. We want to be as David and serve you in our generation. We want to be as David, Father, and fulfill your will in our generation. We want to, Lord, do what you've called us to do. And God, we know that, Father, it won't be long before Jesus Christ returns, so we are the generation that'll, that's here to restore all things. We're the ones you'll use to make Christ's enemies become his footstool. Thank you, Lord, that you're raising us up to greater and higher levels and dimensions. I pray, Father, that our, we'll, we'll even be intentional in, in making our sleep time productive. That we'll set ourselves up to dream. Set ourselves up, Lord, to be in tune with you in the midnight hour. For you said, Lord, that you speak through dreams and visions and God, you give us wisdom. Hallelujah. You show and reveal things to us. So Father, I'm asking you, Lord, to just bring forth, cause delivery of the extraordinary things you placed on the inside of us. <laughs> and just like having a baby, Lord, nobody fully knows what that baby's going to look like. Nobody fully knows what he's going to weigh, how long it's going to be until he's finally born. So God, even though we may have a sense of what you placed on the inside of us, we don't fully know. We don't fully know. Hallelujah. I'm sure Joseph didn't fully understand that he'd be really the leader of the whole world at that time. God, so reveal, manifest this year the great things you have in us. We give you thanksgiving in advance. Praise and glory now. For these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Put those hands together one more time and give God a praise.